What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today. And you know why we're here. It's another rewind, another MLW rewind. And I'm here with none other than my podcast life partner, Mr. English Breakfast Tea himself, Lewis Carlin. How are you, Lewis? I'm doing good today. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, English Breakfast Tea is the way to go, man. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I have my coffee, my caffeinated okay. beverage, and uh, okay. life is swell. I, I dedicated my cup of English breakfast tea to Richard Holiday this morning. So, so Richard Holiday, if you're watching, thanks, buddy. Thanks that 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 English breakfast tea is for you. Richard, I apologize on behalf of my co-host. What can I tell you? He's an NCD. We know this. It's it's never going to change. He keeps trying to feed in because he's hoping when you come back for a third time that he just gets more shenanigans. And I'm I'm hoping, Richard, because I know you. You're a classy dude. You'll rise above it. You won't sink to the NCD's level. One day, one day he will. One day he'll realize <laughs> that I'm right. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so we're here to discuss Never Say Never. And MLW does a great thing where they have literally a train wreck of a few episodes and then they just give us gold. They give us 24 karat gold, uh, 20 pounds of gold, 30 pounds of gold. They just give us those one bright spots. We had it in February where February was a steady decline, then Filthy Island perked everything back up. Same thing with March. It was kind of a peaks and valleys. Bam, never say never delivered on so many levels. Uh, blew me away from the wrestling, the promos. We're going to get into all of it today. So without further ado, let's begin, shall we? The show starts with a Fat 2 promo and a Tankman promo, both kind of recapping uh, the lead up, the build to this match. And um, that always gets me hyped when they recap those great promos. Uh, the Fat 2 promo I loved. The Tankman promo I loved. Uh, I'm a girl dad, so I can definitely relate to uh, a guy like Tankman. And I thought these two promos were great to start the show. What are your thoughts before we get into the first match? Oh, I agree. Great promo. It's a great setup for the show. And I agree, the show was just fantastic. But these two promos, they really built up this match like it like it was really, really important. And the two promos were just, just fantastic to open the show. Absolutely agree. The first match of the night, we get another rematch of Gotch versus Oliver. Now, if everybody remembers the first match, uh, Lewis and I had differing opinions. He thought that Gotch controlled majority of the match. I thought that Oliver controlled majority of the match the first time around, but it ended up with a loss for Oliver and a win for Gotch. This time around, could it be different? Let's find out. Uh, in the early stages of this match, I thought it was very technical. Um, Gotch kept Oliver grounded. Oliver couldn't seem to get any real real offense going in the early stages. Uh, and then at one point, the bandana that Oliver wears, Gotch took it off, and he proceeded to choke Oliver, which I thought was strange because the ref watched it for about five seconds and then decided to intervene and say, hey, you can't do that. Uh, most refs are supposed to jump on situations like that right away, and uh, this ref did not. I don't know if he was sleeping, uh, but shouldn't have let the bandana be choked that long. That was my only real beef with this match. Uh, Gotch seemed to have an answer for everything Oliver had to offer. But I love the DDT from Oliver in the middle of the ring that gave him a little opening. Then he hit a sweet cutter after a forearm exchange for the win. And it was one nothing for Injustice. This whole show was set up as a beef between Injustice and Contra. Tankman not really a member of Injustice, but not a member of Injustice. Uh, they did have some kind of alignment uh, with weeks leading up to this show. But I really loved Oliver in this match. I loved Gotch in this match. I loved the story that was told. And I'm glad. And uh, Ray, Ray, one of the announcers, said it the best. Oliver got that monkey off his back. 
with that win on Gotch. And now I think we can move away from the Gotch Oliver storyline and probably go into something else. What are your thoughts on the match? Ah, very good match, very good match. But my only small issue is they they pointed out that Gotch won three months ago, and then they they down to said that that Joseph Samuel. Samuel is saying that Gotch won't lose to Oliver. So they basically gave away the ending, in my opinion, there. We all knew after, after hearing that, being a professional wrestling fan for since 1978, you know, when they talk about, oh, Joseph Samuel, the manager said he's not going to lose. He's going to win the match. And that's ex that's exactly what happened. Oliver won the match. I kind of felt they kind of gave it away. Um, I guess if you're an intelligent pro wrestling fan like myself, you would figure you would you would figure <laughs> You would figure that out that they gave away the ending, just 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 the experience that I that I've had. Uh, but it was a really good match. Did you see when Gotch just blasted Oliver with that forearm smash? Oh yeah, that was great. I mean, he and, just uh, absolutely let him have it. He just like no, go ahead. Yeah, go he ahead. just absolutely let him have it. And uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was really stiff shot. And and I noticed about Oliver when he's getting when he's getting hurt, he kind of he likes to spit up. I don't know if you, you noticed that. He's got I did a notice spit that. Coming out of his I am mouth. an intelligent pro wrestling fan. I noticed the giveaway. I noticed everything you said. But unlike you, I'm not going to nitpick on the small things. We already knew going into this match, Oliver was going to win. You could tell from the build no. and everything that was happening, Oliver was going to yeah. win. So the announcers just reiterated what most of us intelligent wrestling fans already knew. So here's your pedestal. Go ahead and climb off it. Climb off it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. You're right. You're fair enough. Uh, but overall, it was a great match. Oliver did a great job. Uh, he hit that cutter, uh, won the match. And um, like you said, uh, hopefully this will be the end of Oliver and Gotch. And we could see what's next for Jordan Oliver. Absolutely. And let's talk about that for a second. What do you think is the next logical moves for Jordan Oliver? He's not a middleweight. He is now a heavyweight, uh, according to him, uh, based on his height and his weight. Uh, he is a heavyweight. Uh, he's already had a shot at the MLW world title and it did not go well. Um, where do you put him now? What, what do you do with the Jordan Oliver? Do we, do we get the, now that the monkey's off his back, does he wait for Myron Reed to get the monkey off his back with another shot at Leo rush? And then maybe we see them go after the tag titles. Is that a possibility? What, what are your thoughts? What about the open weight title after the Muertes and Hammerstone feud is done? Maybe he goes after the open weight title. I don't know. I don't the think they're going to go with the tag team. It's irrelevant now, Lewis. We've yeah. already discussed that. It, okay. it, the open weight title is, is, is really the joke title of MLW. It really, really okay. is. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. If you're the open weight champion, you don't get a shot for two years. But if you're Mel Mortis, you could steal the title, walk around with it, cut promos with it, take pictures with it. Alex Hammerstone is in the same building as you and yet has made no attempt to try to get the belt back. He's waiting patiently to get you in the ring. Why? That's my title. That's if that's true. my title, that's part of me. I want that back. That's true. That's true. And here's, a, here's another thought. I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. But you asked my opinion. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they announced a partnership with Dragon Gate. Maybe he feuds with somebody from Dragon Gate. That that's a possibility to put. Uh, I would love I mean, that. You, you're gonna need. You're gonna need MLW. Yeah, you're gonna need MLW to be feuding with Dragon Gate wrestlers. Maybe he gets involved with a Dragon Gate wrestler, and has a few. So that that's a possibility for him as well. I I actually like that idea. I do like that idea. You're not jumping too far ahead because we were gonna get to Dragon Gate anyways. It was coming up a little bit, and actually a few notes that I had here. But yeah, no, I think that's an excellent uh, an excellent choice is for him to be one of the guys that feuds with Dragon Gate. Uh, like I said, Oliver has impressed me in 2021. He has 
shown me that there are layers to him. His promo skills still need work, um, but his in-ring work is actually getting better. If you go back and watch the early progression from when we started this show in January to where we are now, I would say in the last four months or going into the fourth month, I have seen a difference in Oliver and the way he carries himself and the stories he tells in the ring. And I'll be the first one to admit in the beginning of 2021, I was not a fan. Now I'm not a hundred percent a fan, but I don't hate either. The hate for me is gone on Jordan Oliver. And I really appreciate his ability in the ring now and how he can tell the stories, but you're right. When he spits up as excessive as he does, it is a little bit of a, I kind of want to turn away from the TV at that point. Don't be eating when you're watching a Jordan Oliver match, because you'll start dry heaving. It's not, it's not, (laughs) not good. Not good. Um, Then we had a Contra promo from the one and only Joseph Samael on injustice, on the injustice infidels. These Americans are running their mouths on their iPhones. This is war. Contra has been trained. Tonight, the black bag of Contra will rise. The ruins of the rebellion and injustice. And that, he looks closely at the camera. That's justice. I love when Joseph Samuel cuts a promo. It gets me so going. Really? I th- oh my gosh. For a second, I thought Joseph Samuel had joined us for a second, but it was just you. Okay. It's okay. I'll take I'll take that's a compliment, Lewis. I will yeah, take I was, that. I was, all I was the way like, wow, wow, we got Sam L on the show. How did he didn't tell me? I was I was I was like, this is a surprise, but I'm like, oh no, it's just it's just if you. Joseph Samuel comes on the show, he would just say, You Canadian infidels. <laughs> this was a great promo, actually, but I th- I think it would have been better if 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 it was before the Oliver match because he says he's gonna take out the 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 injustice infidels despite the fact that Oliver already won the match against uh, uh, Simon Gotch. But uh, this would have worked better before that Jordan-Oliver match, but still it was a, a effective promo. I like when he says, he, I think, what was it? Uh, his soldiers are training in the killing fields of Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, 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 think, I appreciated I, it as well. I, I think Jacob Jacob Fatu has, has slaughtered 20 soldiers or something. So, But it was, it was a great promo, great promo, man. Well, those Sensi Death Squad members, they seem to just be like, you could just pull one out of your closet. Okay, today we use Zed. I'm going to go with F. F, you're coming to the show. <laughs> F and G, you're co- he's got, in our opinion, he's got 26 shoulders, one for each letter of the alphabet. So <laughs> Zed is dead. We know this. But yeah. there's there's we- 25 more. And if Jacob Fatou's killed 20 of them, that's okay because there's still five more left. We we might get a phone call from from Joseph saying George Lewis we need you as a as a <laughs> as Sentai death soldiers. No so. way! I know what happens to those guys. I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna be a lamb to the slaughter. No fucking way. No way. All right, and uh, also uh, we get the uh, oh sorry. Oh, we get the Dragon Gate promo. At this point, we also got the announcement about Dragon Gate and MLW forming the partnership. It got stonewalled yeah. by the pandemic. But uh, now there is an alliance, if you will, or Dragon Gate will be invading MLW or MLW will be invading Dragon Gate. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but Dragon Gate is a great promotion from Asia. I love them. I actually have uh, one of their DVDs of their greatest matches uh, that I got imported in on Amazon, paid a shit ton of money for it, but it was worth it. Uh, Dragon Gate is uh, a bright spot for me. Everybody talks about New Japan, and that's great, but there are so many other fantastic promotions over there, and Dragon Gate is one of them, and now I'm excited because the fans here are going to get to see another layer of that amazing Japanese style of wrestling. 
and Dragon Gate and MLW, this is a match made in heaven. If it's done right and done well, and I'm sure the Mad Jesus Court Bauer, he's got some tricks up his sleeve for that. But I'm very excited about this alliance or invasion or however they're going to work this angle. I'm stoked for what's going to happen. And I think you're right. Kudos to you. Jordan Oliver being kind of the first soldier from MLW to fire the first shot at Dragon Gate would be absolutely perfect. It would be a nice way for him to break away from injustice for a bit. And we just get to see Jordan Oliver, the man on his own, not Jordan Oliver, one half of injustice. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if that's what Court Bauer does. But I agree with you. I think that would be a great first shot. Um, so the next match is Davari versus Reed. This is not really a rubber match. There's no beef like Jordan Oliver and Simon Gotch. The only real dealings these two had were when Davari premiered or debuted. He attacked Reed and Oliver with Gotch and he ripped up the chest protector. We know the whole story and let's get into it. So uh, Reed was all over Davari in the early stages of this match, in my opinion. That suicide dive was great. Uh, Davari choking Reed on the outside, uh, just beating Reed down. Uh, then the ref again decides to get involved. Like we're eight seconds into the 20 second count. And then he comes out and says, Hey, hold on. You can't choke him that hard. You can choke him, but not that hard. <laughs> the refs in MLW frustrate me to no avail. I feel like they they're very lackadaisical and that's the one kind of beef yeah. I have. I, I think they let too much go and I get it. I love the 20 second count. I think you love the 20 second count as well. Cause it yeah, gives yeah, you a little extra, yeah. but like the dude was legitimately had Reed up against the sound booth and was choking him. I could see Reed's eyes like boiling red. Like, like where's the end? Where's the end of this kind of stuff? Like the refs in MLW, they do need to take a little bit more authority on that. But uh, then Reed took out Davari with a, uh, I, my notes are all fucked up. I think he took him out with a five-star shooting press, a standing five-star shooting press uh, off the speaker, or it was a frog splash off speaker with some kind of a crazy dive off the yeah, speaker. Yeah. And then he's drop, he drops Davari hard on the wood floor at the other end, like hard. I actually feel like Davari's head hit that floor pretty damn good. Um, Davari was attacking the legs because if you take away Myron Reed's legs, you take away about 60% of his offense. Uh, Davari went for a suplex counter uh, by Reed into the chin breaker, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, then a sweet kick to the face from Reed. Nice leg drop uh, from over the top rope for a long, very long two count. I thought it was a little bit stretched out again by the refs. Um, then we get the power slam for Davari, a quick two. This is a great match. Love the back and forth. Davari then takes the chest protector off of Reed, puts his on himself. Davari went high flying. I guess the chest protector gave him a little bit of moxie. He went high flying for the frog splash and he completely missed. He actually overshot Reed before Reed could roll out of the way. He was already well over him. So Davari on the top rope, not a good idea. Uh, Reed had a leaping cutter. He got his chest protector back. Uh, then he did the no keep splash, which is his finisher or the 450, however you want to call it. Reed for the win. This was another great one. And it's two nothing for injustice. So is this a telling of the night? Are we going to get a possible clean sweep? We'll find out a little later. But I love this match. I love the story that was told. I thought Davari took a little bit of a harder shot on the wood floor than needed to. Uh, the refs need to get more involved. That was my only beef. Uh, also, the chest protector thing. Uh, it's irrelevant for me. I get it. It's a personal part of Reed. Davari taking it. Stupid. The frog splash. Davari overshot that completely. Those are my only real beefs with this match. But uh, my notes aside, because I was typing this up as I was watching. So spelling errors aside. What are your thoughts on this one? 
I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoy it. As you know, I'm a big Myron Reed fan. Any match he's in, I think it's fantastic. Nobody hits a cutter quite like Myron Reed. My gosh, he's just, and like you mentioned, the suplex into the chin breaker. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. Absolutely love this match. Um, good action back and forth. The right guy won. And I wonder if this is gonna, this is the end of the feud between Injustice and Contra because now it's 2-0. I don't know if Calvin Tegman, is that really an Injustice? But, uh, I said that I think, at the beginning. He's kind of an yeah, alliance, like an kind affiliate of, yeah, member, yeah. but not really 100. They smoked so, a little weed together. We know this from a couple weeks ago. They so smoked the, a little weed together. Yeah, there we go. So the proving uh, Joseph Samuel wrong, um, two zero, great match. Absolutely loved it. Loved the show so far. I liked the show because there was a lot more wrestling, a lot of less filler. There wasn't like a Von Erich skit here, a Tom Lawler skit there, or a or a or a quick interview here, or or Alicia Atude holding a, a fake earpiece saying, "Oh, I just got breaking news." There was this. This was a great show. It was well put together, well produced. <laughs> You're still on the earpiece. They like with it was, the ear, the fake earpiece. It was earpiece. a mistake. It I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making a point that I thought this, this was a well put together show, and I, so far, I love both matches so far on the show. Well, we did get a little bit of filler here because we got a Hammerstone Pro Bowl on um, Wertes. Yeah. He's gonna get his title back. Blah 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 blah. It's everything he said for the last couple of weeks. There's really no need to go more in depth into that promo than that. Uh, then we get uh, what was my favorite spot of the evening. Uh, Alicia Altoot with an exclusive interview with Richard Holiday and Gino Medina. There's breaking news. Um, but I love some tidbits from this. Richard Holiday, uh, Gino is so undynastic. Uh, Holiday will, will get kicked in the face. Gino wears sunglasses inside like a tool. Uh, Alicia is a thrift store Barbie. Uh, and Holiday would just kill as it can. He would sell out. If the can looked like Holiday, it would sell out completely. Uh, then Alicia makes the big announcement, which was the reason for the conference meeting. On April 14th, we're getting Holiday versus Medina for the Caribbean Championship. Holiday's mad that he has to defend it against such an unrarefied air breather like Gino. And mm -hmm. um, this, this was everything for me. This, the three of these individuals, the chemistry they have, Alicia Altoot and Richard Holiday, he, he definitely has a crush on her, in my honest opinion. Yeah. He's got yeah. something for it. It's like a kindergarten boy that pulls a little girl's hair. There is so much chemistry and Gino in the middle going, are, are you two done? Like, can I just, can I speak now? I fucking <laughs> loved everything about the three of the, the, just the, the chemistry between all three of them was absolutely fantastic. I actually yeah. DM'd holiday and Medina right after the show and said, guys, I loved it. They both responded back with the thank you sign. And, um, what can I say? This promo was my favorite one of the night. I loved everything about it. Uh, what's your thought? And also, there was no Mr. Earpiece. She had her yeah, earphones yeah. in like you did the whole time. So you can't really say nothing about that. But what were your thoughts on this? I thought it was great. I was wondering, though, why, and I'm not nitpicking, why they couldn't do it in studio. I mean, why does it have to be a Zoom? Did it have to be a Zoom conference? Couldn't they I, just I, been at, like, at a table face-to-face -face and uh, it's being um, – and have Alicia Toot ask the questions? I, I think you're you're probably – yeah, I, I do think you are a little bit nitpicking, but I see your point. I do okay. see your point. Okay. But also, too, let's remember a lot of this stuff is filmed in advance. Sometimes yeah. they couldn't get okay. flight clearances and stuff like that. So what's the quick fix? Quick Zoom call. Much like your girl, Selena, who's standing outside of clearly not the back of the MLW arena with a phone that was off pretending to text. These okay. things happen on the fly. 
Uh, I've learned yeah. from the, from MLW, you just got to let these little things go. But I think that sure. was probably the reason it probably had something to do with COVID restrictions or flight restrictions. At okay. The time. All right. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but my favorite line was uh, when a two says holiday wears so much cologne that she has to wear an N95 mask. And then <laughs> holiday comes back. This says all the mama sitas love how I smell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. I, I was I broke out laughing. That was great. But uh, well, it was good. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad we're getting Medina and Holiday um, for the belt. So that's that should be a really good match. Absolutely. And it was a great slow build. And um, I kind of like it that the Caribbean title is getting a little bit more forefront because I think it deserves it. And I also love the fact that if Medina does take Holiday's title away from him, um, think of the possible matches matchups because Medina has pissed off a lot of guys. Uh, one of the first matches after if Richard Holiday does lose and he enacts his you know rematch clause and loses that again, I think the next contender should be Gringo Loco because that beef is not finished yet. Oh, yeah, I yeah. would love Absolutely. to see Gringo Loco versus Gino Medina for the Caribbean title if Medina wins. If Medina loses, I'd still like to see Gringo Loco go at Richard Holiday because I think they would have some great chemistry there as well. I think I Gringo Loco needs to be brought to the forefront. And I also feel like this would be a great opportunity to put Zenshi in that mix as well and i think Absolutely. finally maybe we can get the monkey off his back and Absolutely. he could get a win for some gold that's excellent point absolutely i 100 percent agree man i uh, i think it's uh, i think that's a fatal four-way in the mix i mean court bauer watching book it that's a great fatal four-way i would love to see that love to see it um oh we also got i don't really know if we care about this but there's going to be a boku dao update in two weeks okay we're going to find out what's <laughs> how serious things are I'd like uh, to talk about this too, man. No, we. I, I, I'm done. I've, I've, I'm. No, done. but, 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 just real quick. Okay. We're gonna get, sure. we're gonna get a, a medical update in two weeks. So basically, MLW is even saying that they don't even care about because we're not gonna give you that medical update today. We're gonna wait two weeks. <laughs> well, they have to we're do more wait tests. Two weeks. They have to do more tests. They're not yeah. all the tests are done. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna wait two weeks. So we'll give you the medical update. We don't need to give it to you now. He was attacked what three weeks ago. It's been, it's, was it three yeah. weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago, he was attacked. And so three weeks ago, he's attacked. So we'll, we get a medical update in, in, uh, in five weeks on, on how uh, Buku Dao is doing. This is stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That was laughs> this, this whole thing is. That's how I'm going to promote this episode. Uh, we get a medical update in five weeks. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. Okay. So now we can, let's move on. Let's All move right. on. I don't, think, I don't think anybody really cares about what All right. the And now update. I'm going to do my best Bruce Buffer. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the main event of the evening. The crown jewel of Contra, the Samoan werewolf, Jacob Fatu versus heavyweight Hustle Calvin. Tankman, <laughs> let's get ready to rumble! Ding, 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 ding. This is like, a match. It was almost like you're possessed for a second. <laughs> you know what? This is what happens when you get five hours of sleep, bro. This is what happens. And my throat is going to be so sore after that, but that was fucking worth it. That was worth it. Okay? For the right. thousands watching at home. Your already, man. Your voice is scratchy already, man. And the millions watching around the world. 
apparently all the upper booths in the MLW arena, they were all sold out. I've never yeah. seen anybody in those booths because the windows yeah. are so dark, but they were all yeah. sold out. They're all sold out. Match. And I think uh, when they said it on, it was um, scalpers were getting a hell of a lot of money for them too, right? People That's are right. trying to buy it. Too. Yeah. That's right. I heard um, Richard Holiday and his father couldn't even get a ticket for this match. Oh, geez. I heard uh, Court Bauer couldn't even get a ticket. <laughs> I heard Court Bauer didn't even make it in the arena because they were like, we're not sure if it's really you, bro. <laughs> like, that's how that's how crazy this match was anticipated. No, but this was. And uh, this match delivered on every stage. So hopefully my notes hold up because I was typing furiously as I was watching. Um, the match starts off. We get the introductions. Uh, Tankman, right away, he sent Fatu. Uh, through the ropes with a great shoulder block. Uh, Tankman unloads on Fatu. Fatu keeps coming back. Tankman takes flight with an arm drag and a kick to the corner, which was fantastic. Tankman was all over Fatu in the very early going. Uh, Fatu top rope clothesline, super kick to Tankman. Uh, Fatu gains control at that point. Headbutts, furious amounts of headbutts to Tankman. Um, uh, Samoan drop on Tankman, which was fantastic. Tankman is a big boy. Fatu lifted him up with complete fucking ease and dropped him down like he was a pillowcase. It was incredible. Um, uh, then he was choking Tankman uh, with the wrist tape. And again, the ref lets it slide for a long, long time, way longer than it should have been. Uh, Tankman gets up, uh, chop on Fatu, more headbutts. Fatu clothesline again on Tankman in the corner. Cannonball to Tankman is down in the corner. Tankman didn't know where the hell he was. And then we had that awesome nerve hold on Tankman in the middle of the ring, which I love putting pressure on the muscle back here on the neck. Great. Uh, Tankman back up, goes for another shoulder tackle, but Fatu drops Tankman with the back elbow. That back elbow was a hard shot, harder yeah. than the one on Gotch on Oliver for sure. Uh, then Tankman, he's asking Fatu to hit him. Hit him, and he keeps getting back. Tankman to his feet. Fatu just, they're just beating each other in the middle of the ring now. Tankman, another shoulder tackle. A suicide dive on Fatu into a standing shooting star press. Fatu almost didn't kick out. I jumped off my fucking couch. I was screaming, <laughs> screaming. Fatu's reeling. Stunner in the corner. Tankman with a springboard moonsault. This guy is fucking incredible for another two count. Fatu back up. Tankman back elbow into the backbreaker into a clothesline that literally turned him inside fucking out. But only for a two count. I, I couldn't believe it. And then... What killed this entire match for me? Davari gets involved. Tankman headbutt. Fatu grabs the contra flag. Shot to the Tankman's head. And then the moonsault from Fatu, which is incredible, and Fatu retains. This is the first time I've seen Jacob Fatu get taken to the limit. I don't feel the match needed to end this way. Fatu and Tankman could have gone for easily another five to seven minutes. And Fatu could have, if they wanted Fatu to retain, he could have retained with just some close calls. But Fatu, I, I, I tweeted this right after this match. Fatu retained the title, but Calvin Tankman got over. Completely 150%. Calvin Tankman is the one to watch in MLW now. This match was fucking phenomenal. I'm exhausted. I'm going to take a drink of water. While I'm trying to catch my breath from reliving all the amazingness that I just went through, your thoughts, Mr. Carlin? Well... <laughs> I absolutely love this main event. This main event was just, just fantastic. Just fantastic. And uh, you, I know you mentioned you were upset that he, he had a cheat to win, but I, I think he had a cheat to win to show that Calvin Tankman is a really a legitimate threat. And the only way he was able to get by Calvin Tankman was to cheat. So I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because while Fatu won, 
Like you said, Tankman is a legit threat, and I could definitely see him holding that MLW heavyweight title down the road. Uh, but Jacob Fatouz, what, what can you say? The dude is one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Absolutely. Just, just a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler. Um, I absolutely love the match. It's such a hard-hitting match. It could have gone back and forth. And I know that spot where you jumped up. I thought he was going to take it for, there for a second as well. I thought, oh, my God, he's, we're, we're going to have a new champion. But he, but Patu kicked out. Uh, so great stuff. Great match. And like I said, Tankman's going to have that belt down the road at, at some point. I agree. I agree with you. And I think the next time these two tangle, uh, there has to be some rules put in place. No one at ringside. Contra is banned from ringside. And I feel like we need to get a 30-minute Iron Man match out of this. I think put we him need in to a get cage. Put him in a cage. Put him in a cage. Put him in an Iron Man match. Bad contract from ringside. Let the werewolf and heavyweight hustle go at each other. Mono y mano. No bullshit. And I get I get your point and, and, and I stand corrected. I just didn't like after that, such a great 15 plus minutes for it to end that way. It just yeah. took the wind out of my sails. If 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 Tankman lost. He lost. And I, I, I would still have respect for Fed 2. I still have respect for Fed 2. I get it. Cheat to win, Contra, that's who they are. But I just feel like with the story that was told up to that point, it was just, a, it, it was kind of a sully of an ending for me. And because of that ending, it does bring my grade down a little bit. Not much, but it brings my grade down a little bit. Um, but what, what can I'm you sorry. say about these two big boys? They can do what is so much. What did you think about the, the food poisoning announcement in the beginning? You know what? I, I really didn't even pay much attention to that uh, until yeah. you kind of reiterated it when we were texting after the show, when you caught up to the, the main event. Um, but you're right. I, I don't think it needed to be mentioned, really. But I, I guess they focused on it for a little bit. But, I mean, apples to oranges at this point. It, 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 was, it was nothing that really preceded anything. Because if Tankman was suffering from food poisoning, he didn't show any fucking effects. This was the best yeah. match he's had since he's been in MLW. And there have been some good ones, but this one was the strongest one. Well, I, well, Tankman could then, Tankman could, his next promo could say, you know, for two, you beat me. Uh, you cheated to win and I was suffering from food poisoning. When I'm 100%, it's going to be a little different. They, they could use that, right? That's, yeah, that, that's that could possible. be the build, right? That could yeah, be the absolute yeah. build. But I think, uh, I think, um, I think we, we have a new serious threat for uh, Jacob Fatou's title. Um <clears throat> But I propose this, and uh, I propose this for a while. Uh, April 14th, uh, oh, by the way, uh, announcement to everyone, there will be no rewind next week because it's another underground. So yeah. Lewis and I are going to take a break for that week. Yep. But then we're going to come back on the 14th, and we're going to discuss Malmortis and Hammerstone and all the stuff that's going to happen. Um, but you know what? Uh, I propose this. Uh, Hammerstone's going to get his title back. Um, then I think... We should get Hammerstone and Fatou in the ring, looking face-to-face. Hammerstone says, that's it. No more running. No more hiding. This is happening. Not on the 14th, but I, I'm done. I want my shot. I want my shot now. And just at that point, when they're just eye-fucking each other, out walks Calvin Tankman. He says, now hold up. Hold up a second. Because I, I took the champ to the limit. And he didn't beat me fairly. And then he could tie in your line. I had food poisoning. He cheated to win. You want your title. That's fine. But I don't want to wait to be next in line between you two. I want a piece of that action right now. And then we get an amazing triple threat that will most likely go down as 2021's match of the year. Not the MLW match of the year. The match of the fucking year. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. 
uh, cultaholic, everyone, wake the fuck up, watch this match when it happens, and I'm calling it now. The Mad Genius Corp Hour will find a way to tie this in if he does it correctly. And if not, Court, call me. I can give you a few tips for sure. But tie this in, make it fucking happen. I should be the booker for MLW because I'm just blowing people away with what, what the fuck I see. Um, and that's the that's, truth. That's spectacular, dude. That, seriously, that's, spe- that's a spectacular storyline, man. It, it makes logical sense, right? And yeah. I think that's where it needs to go. And yeah, I get it. It's going to take Hammerstone's wind out of his sails. But then we get to see something too because if both of them isolate for two, and they kind of get him away for a few seconds, like they did in WrestleMania 30, where they got rid of Daniel Bryan for a couple minutes, and it was just Randy Orton and Batista going at it for a little bit. If we get something like that, but with better talent, like Tankman and Hammerstone, I would love to see Tankman and Hammerstone just swinging fists in the middle of the ring. I mean, that just has sexy written all over it. Then for two comes in, and we get that awesome triple threat. But I think these three could tell a story. And I think these three, if it happens this way, this, like I said, could be match of the year for 2021, all, all across the board. Uh, you've got the best wrestler in the business right now in Jacob Fatu. You've got a young, bright up-and-comer like Calvin Tankman, who has now proved he is no fucking joke. And you've got Hammerstone, who's literally been the openweight champion for uh, half of my four-year-old daughter's life. Yeah, it's been that fucking long, Lewis. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, straight up, I feel like that's the way the storyline should end. And uh, I'm going to give my grade now before I let you state your opinions, your final thoughts and your grades. My final thought is this MLW, you consistently give us a couple weeks of, of garbage, but then you deliver on so many levels with the meat and potatoes. Uh, I loved everything about this past week. I've watched it twice since I watched it on the Wednesday, I watched it on Thursday. I watched it twice yesterday because I loved it that fucking much. Um, so Kudos to everyone at MLW. Kudos to the product. Everything across the board. This was great. This would have been an A-plus show for me, except the ending took the wind out of my sails. So it's A-minus. But it's still an A. It's just not an A-plus. It's an A-minus now. But I loved everything about it. Lewis, your final thoughts and your grades before we shout out the socials and we wrap it up for this week's Rewind. Well, I'm with you. I, I thought the whole show was fantastic. Like I said, I'm glad there was more wrestling and less filler. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, the the Zoom, even though I said what I mentioned, why I couldn't have been in um, in the studio. The Zoom meeting was still very entertaining. Uh, the main event was just just totally blew me away. And like you, I've watched I watched the show twice already. Uh, really good show. And and I agree. You know, we get weeks of you know um, D minus shows, and then we get one A show, which I'm giving it an A by the way. I'm going to give the show an A, and uh, it just blows you away. And I don't know if maybe they can learn a lesson from this show and make more shows like, like never say never. Um, but uh, great show. Absolutely loved it. You no, know, Jordan Oliver did fantastic. Myron Reed, always fantastic. Uh, Davari is much better in MLW than he is in impact wrestling. Sorry, impact. I have to say it. And uh, the main event just, just totally blew me away. So fantastic show. Good job. Court Bauer, everybody at MLW. Hopefully we can see more of this in the future. So Again, uh, my my rating, my grade is an A. Okay, fair enough, okay. fair enough. That's a, that's a solid grade, I like it. And um, yeah, so don't forget guys, next week there is no rewind. We will be back the following week on the Sunday. So uh, April 14th is MLW. Uh, we will be back on the 14th, 15th, 16th, on April 17th at 12 p.m. on YouTube and on all audio platforms to discuss the fallout from that week. And uh, my socials, you know them, but I love shouting them out because I'm a glutton to hear my own voice. Uh, at underscore straight talk on Twitter, straight talk wrestling on Instagram, on Facebook, 
and on YouTube. Please subscribe. It would be fantastically awesome. Got a lot of great content up there. And uh, now I'm going to swing it over to my podcast life partner. He'll shout out his socials. He has some amazing content up there. It's not so much him. It's the people he brings on the show. The conversations are fantastic. Uh, the answers from the people he brings on the show are fantastic. Uh, the questions that he asks, not in his voice, are fantastic. And uh, what can I say? I, uh, I need another cup of coffee because I only had four hours of sleep last night. But um, I know you're hankering to get to that English breakfast tea, uh, cup number two. So go ahead. Shout out your socials, my friend. Okay, well, on Twitter, it is... At... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> well, just because you're... I was being, I was being heartfelt and, and honest. I was saying the content on your channel is fantastic. The people you have interviewed, the conversations you have had, because I don't consider interviews interviews. I consider them conversations. You can call them what you like, but I call them conversations. You've had some great conversations, and it's because of who you've brought on the show and the answers that they've given. Your, your, your questions are okay, but the answers are spectacular. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. You're, you're, you're pretty okay yourself. You do, you do a pretty good job yourself. Okay. You keep up the great work. Oh, keep yeah. And I, actually, I actually have a little beef before you shout out your socials. You fucking April fooled me the other day. Okay. And I didn't appreciate <laughs> it. And I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Um, we're part of a little chat group. Me, Lewis, uh, Justin Gillamy from Gillamy Talks, another great podcast. And Holden Albright, one of our favorite Canadian stars. He also has a, a podcast himself called This is Holden. <clears throat> and, or sorry, this is Brandon. And uh, Lewis in the group put, guys, listen, I, I don't feel like I'm going to podcast anymore. And I fell for it right away. I was like, what? We got a rewind coming up like on Friday. Are, like, call me. Are you okay? And uh, as soon as I said that, he just texted April Fools with the rolling on the floor laughing emoji. And you know what? I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Well played. Well played, Lewis. Hook, line, and sinker. Okay. But you know what? Uh, middle finger to you. Okay. That's not nice okay. to play a joke like that on people. Okay. Okay. It's, a, it's the only way I figured I could get you because you're a pretty smart guy. And uh, it's, it would be pretty tough to get you in an April Fools joke. I thought that would have gotten you. And it did. It did. It did. I, I was being heartfelt. I, I messaged you in the group and I messaged and you on your personal. And I appreciate like, it. And I told you I appreciated that. I was like, oh, you're, you're a sweetheart. Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out your socials. Come on. Okay. Okay. It's uh, on Twitter at shooting up north. It is. Um, Holy smoke. Okay. Instagram Alliance PW Network. I need another cup of English breakfast tea. Uh, Instagram Alliance PW Network. It's the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network on Facebook and on YouTube. And please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Lots of great content on my channel and lots of great content on Straight Talk Wrestling as well. Much love and appreciation, brother. As always, that's it. This is another Rewind in the Can. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. You all know my podcast life partner, Lewis Carlin. Don't forget, guys, there is no Rewind next week. You will yep. not be there because it's an MLW Underground. But go ahead and nah. check out the Underground episode. Uh, you may dig it. It's classic content. And then come back for the following week as we rewind the fallout on April 14th. And to reiterate that again, we got Gino Medina, Richard Holiday going at the Caribbean title. We have Alex Hammerstone and Mel Mortis. He's finally going to get his title back. A title that means absolutely nothing. I can't wait. Can't wait. I can't wait either. <laughs> I can't. All right, guys. I peace. Love. I can't oh. wait either. I can't oh, wait either for that match. I'm not going to do Bruce Buffer for that match, though. I'm not going to do it. No, no one, no one. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't do it for that one. It's not going to be Bruce Buffer worthy. No, it's not. It's definitely no. not. All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you oh, all in two weeks. Yeah. Take care. Bye, bye, everyone. Take care. Bye, bye.